Welcome to the Happy Healthy Life Podcast with your hosts, Rob and Randy, who reveal the truth, the lies, and confusion about health so that you are no longer the victim to mainstream medical dogma and you are the hero to your own happy, healthy story. Hey, you guys, and welcome to a special edition of the Happy Healthy Life Podcast. I know we haven't been on as much as we had been, and we miss you guys, but I think you're really going to love this edition of the Happy Healthy Life podcast today, because today we get to hear a message of hope mm. and healing and really, truly living a happy, healthy life. Do you want to tell them a little bit about what they're getting ready to listen to? Yeah, this is definitely a special edition yeah. in our typical format, but uh, we had... Um, but it's really going to give you guys a peek, maybe at a side of us they don't you don't typically get to hear or see. But it's really, Doctor Rob, more our most authentic side, Absolutely. which is really going wherever we can to help teach the message of be, living the happy and the healthy life. And so, in this episode, we we got to be a part of Christ Nation Church, which is in my hometown of Texarkana, Texas. Pastor Iron Petrie, known him for a very long time. Him and his entire family were patients of mine years ago in my clinic there in Texarkana, and he invited us back recently, and that's what you're going to hear today is our sermon um, going into the pulpit, right? We're literally in Christ Nation Church teaching these health principles, and that's what I love about Pastor Iron, too, is he's all about the mind, the spirit, and the body, yes. but all of that being happy and healthy and working together is really what God designed for all of us, so so this is going to be fun. Uh, sit back, enjoy. I think you're going to learn a lot. You'll hear more about our stories, what what got us here, who we are, and really our vision and purpose to see each and every one of you live your best life. We love you guys. Uh, give us feedback, rate, review. And if you're ever in Texarkana, go visit Christ Nation Church. Pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, make sure you listen all the way to the end because this may be one of the only times I've ever heard anybody during a sermon, talk about weed. So you want to you want to make sure that you catch catch that. Yeah, absolutely. was that not edited out of the sermon? I don't think so. No. Yeah, and I think I set a record for using the word "sexy" in the pulpit. It was ten plus. I think I said the word yeah. "sexy" at least ten times. Yeah. So you're gonna love it. So 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 listen up, enjoy the podcast, yeah. and we'll see you next week. All right, how's everybody doing? I just found out that my PowerPoint that I put together, and there's no clicker to move you guys through it. So how about that for, uh, <laughs> for the shock value of getting going? I'm already sweating like, uh, like Cedric over here, man. <laughs> Starting to <laughs> if we're not all sweating like you by the end of this, we have not put the work in, right? So, uh, so go. No, it's great to be back here with you. Um, it's been several years since I've been in Christ Nation. Who is here before... When I've been in here, in the pulpit here, and had a chance to minister and speak, a few of you, I know, we reconnected there. Um, but so, Ivan and I have not spoken probably in a few years, potentially, which is, let's never let that happen again, by the way. But um, no, it's been, it's crazy because uh, he gave me a call out of the blue, and I'm like, oh my goodness, Pastor Ivan, I got to take this call. And he asked me if I would be willing to come out here, and I did not hesitate. And, it, and, I'm, and there's a lot of reasons why I did not, but let me give you the real reason why I didn't hesitate and why I'm here today. We're in a crazy world right now. Would everybody agree? The division, the fear, the uncertainty, this climate feels overwhelming. And 
there's never been a better time than for the church to rise up, be strong, be healthy, be confident, and be ready to do the work that it's going to take. And here's the reality. Nobody's coming to save us. There's not a president. There's not a politician. There's not a a miracle drug or a new vaccine. It happens when we decide that we're going to be our absolute best because that's what God deserves, number one. And disease, sickness, fear, uncertainty, that's not from him. That's from the enemy. So I'm here because I want to pour into you. I know for a fact today, if you will be open, and I've only got two rules, by the way. How many rules? Two. Not a lot of rules. I'm not a good rule follower, so this is good for me too. Um, Rule number one is, can you be here today and be open? Can you be open to learning today? Can you be open to putting the information that you're going to learn into what? Right. Hosea 4, 6 says, for a lack of knowledge, people what? Not from a lack of information. Who's ever tried to work with an information seeker? Nothing ever changes. They're the know-it-all. They seek all the information and nothing changes. It's putting application to the information is what that's talking about. Faith without works is what? There you go. Information without application is hallucination. (laughs) Information's only valuable if you do something with it. All right. So we're not here to just give information. I'm here to make sure we make real change. Who can say, I will commit to walk out here today and put this information into application? Can I see a show of hands? And if they didn't raise their hand, give them an elbow nice and tight there. (laughs) Oh, man, this is going to be fun. This is going to be good. Um, Everybody, if you would, turn to your left, if you would, please. If there's somebody in front of you, put your hands on their shoulders. Really gently, don't hit them. Hands above the waist, please. And just get in there and kind of work on them a little bit. Give them a nice little massage there. Let's see what type of hands you got. Boy, a lot of you are, boy, you're smiling, you're grinning. Wouldn't that feel good? All right. Wow. All right. We're we're, we're done. I'm just kidding. Now turn to your right. (laughs) Get in there. Work on them. Get in there. Say to give me some love here, man. Get on me, man. Feeling good? Oh, oh, those are good hands. Those are good hands. <laughs> Does that feel good? Doesn't it feel good to smile? Doesn't it feel good to have healing hands on you? Some of you guys should have been chiropractors. You didn't even know it. All right. Look back to your left and tell that person beside you there that you are glad they are here. And look back to your right and say, I'm so glad that you are here. Now, I always wanted to be a preacher growing up. In fact, I just found out last night, y'all like my old school Bible thumping right here. This is the Bible my mom gave me last night that she had found. This was my Bible that I used growing up when I was in high school. So how I'm just, I was like, I I don't want to let go of it. So Is it okay if I use it as my security blanket today? A lot of good information in here, by the way, right, with application. Um, But so I was, uh, so I'm from, I'm born and raised here in Texas. Do y'all want to sit down or do y'all stand the whole, I don't know, protocol here. 
I know I'm supposed to stand. I mean, I'll, can I sit down? Or can I do this? Yeah. And I am wearing socks. They're just like those really, like the short socks like the Italians wear. <laughs> Let's get those pants to drop there a little tight. I wish I could say it's because I had big calf muscles, but that's not true. <laughs> no, I always wanted to, I was born and raised here, and I remember I graduated a Pleasant Grove High School, 1992. Any 92 graduates? Yeah, there we go, 92, great year. I know you're, you were 92, weren't you? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wanted to be voted best looking in high school. Anybody remember those days? Probably some of you, I can tell, were already voted that. I was not. Um, I wanted to be voted most athletic. You probably got that award, didn't you? I know you did. You sorry sucker. I love you. <laughs> my my 5'10", 140-pound frame wasn't doing it, man. It wasn't doing it. Um, but I wanted to be voted all the things that I wanted to be voted, and I was voted most likely to be a preacher. <laughs> And then my mom tells me last night that my grandfather told her when I was very young that this, this kid may be a preacher one day. And I just found that out. Now, I'm not a preacher, okay? Um, I wouldn't even uh, claim to be one, but I think I'm a health pastor a little bit, right? Like the most important thing is to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and reunite with Jesus and be in heaven and avoid going to hell. But you know what? There's a lot of people living in hell right now. That's why I exist, one of my purposes. That's why Dr. Rob that you got to meet, he beautifully articulated. I'm so glad. Thank you all for praying for Norma. She's an amazing lady. But um, no, this is why I do what I do. I, I saw this growing up. and I remember being in, I grew up in church. I've known Christ's love since I was a young kid. Thank you, mom and dad, for making that available to me. I, I gave my life to Christ at nine years old. I've never not known God's love. But I remember growing up in the church and thinking, about all the people that needed to be healthy. And we had these prayer lists, which are so important. We had prayed for all of these people. And looking back on it now, I'm thinking, man, a lot of the people on that prayer list shouldn't have never got there. They shouldn't have never been on that list because I'm praying that brother so-and-so wakes up tomorrow morning and stops drinking Mountain Dew, eating donuts, right? And not taking responsibility for his life. Now, there's, there's no condemnation. God loves us no matter what. But what a way to love God back but honoring God with your body, intentional living, no longer living unconscious incompetence. We have no idea. You have no idea. I know this congregation, you know better, right? You know the truth. You want to live the truth. And I know if God's going to use the church, which we've got to be strong and healthy, it all starts with you taking personal responsibility for your health, your future, and your outcome. Can everybody say amen? amen. All right. So that's... Uh, so I'm starting to feel like I'm getting in my pastor mode here. All right. Is there, is there a way to click through the PowerPoint or is there, so I, if I just like do this, then it magically happens. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> so, so who am I? How did I get here? Um, so as uh, Pastor Iron said, I ran a chiropractic office for 15 years here in Texarkana, Texas. I know a lot of you were patients and clients of mine. I got to work with you. I got to work with your children. I got to work with you through your pregnancy. We had a huge, huge pediatric practice, lots of moms, dads, and families. And my passion was always to teach the truth about health. And the truth is that God doesn't make junk. 
You've got God's DNA, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. That DNA resides in each and every one of us. That 1 John 4, 4 says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Do you believe that? Do you understand that? Do you own that? And do you live your life with that understanding? Because if you do, it's a lot easier to navigate. There's less fear. There's less confusion, right? So I knew early on that I wanted to teach as many people as I possibly could about health and that God designed us to be healthy, that we are hardwired to heal, and there's nothing you can do about that, that health is the normal and disease is the abnormal. July 2010, I was diagnosed with late-stage cancer. Anybody, some of you who know me, who, who knows that? Anybody know that? So it's one thing to say something, wow, when you get put into the fire, you find out what you really, really believe. And I was about to be exposed or I was about to be proven right. So they gave me two months to live. The cancer had spread to my lymphatics, my liver, my stomach. I was 36 years young, teaching all these people about health, I felt like such a fraud. You've ever felt ashamed or fraudulent because what you're saying just can't quite keep up with the outcome? It was embarrassing. I didn't even tell anybody for months, thinking, what the heck am I going to do? And um, so the great news is I'm not dead. That's a great clinical outcome. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Um, and there's a whole story behind it. I, I won't bore you with that because I, I do want to dive in. I want to respect everybody's time. I want to dive into the meat of what we're going to talk about today because I'm going to reveal some strategies and some, I shouldn't say secrets, that's a little gimmicky, but some real, they kind of are secrets because a lot of us aren't living and they don't know how to put these things into place. But I remember, um, I remember being just so, I was so worried that I was going to let so many people down that if I didn't figure this out. And so my journey led me into Spain of all places. Anybody been to Spain? Ah, oh, it's beautiful. I was on the southern coast of Spain, Marbella, Puerto, Puerto Banus, Costa del Sol. There was a doctor I'd heard about there, a cellular biologist, a medical doctor from Lebanon, and he didn't treat any conditions. Because think about that. Cancer didn't make me sick. I was already sick. That's why I got the cancer. So if I treated the cancer and left the problem, which was me, then guess what was going to happen? It's going to come back or it might have killed me. The treatments might have killed me. And not to minimize anybody in this room who's gone through anything of that nature. This was my journey. And I can only speak to that, but I can speak to this and I can speak to it with confidence because I told you that I believe that health is the normal and disease is the abnormal. And if that's true, then you look at things a lot different. Health and disease are the exact same thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewind that. So I saw your face. You're like, is this man crazy? Maybe I am. Some of you guys who knew me in my 30s, anybody knew me in my 30s? I was charging hell with a water pistol on a daily basis, okay? I've, I've mellowed in my older age, although I still have it in me, Okay. So health and disease are the exact same thing. There's no difference. It's the body doing the right thing under the circumstances. 
What circumstances, what environment have you created in your life? All right, so today is going to be all about creating an environment where good things are way more likely to happen for you. Who wants to create an environment where great things are possible for you? There you go. All right, I'm in the right place. I wasn't sure there for a second. All right, I'm in the right place. So we're going to help create an environment today where great things are more likely to happen. For me, um, July 2010 and going through what I went through, I got well from late-stage cancer in about 90 days. And we didn't treat the cancer at all. We treated me. What about the person who has the condition, right? The condition's the symptom. Cancer's a symptom. Heart disease, stroke, diabetes, obesity, weight gain, insulin resistance, blood pressure. These are symptoms of a body doing the right thing under the circumstances. And so if you want to change your circumstances, change your environment, and you believe that your body, right, that the greatest doctor is inside of you, then what can't you overcome? So my story hopefully will inspire you. If I can overcome late-stage cancer, what can you overcome? We've got the same healing power. It's in you. It's in me. Is it only in black people, only in white people? Isn't that the biggest scam ever? We're all made in God's image. Fearfully, wonderfully made. So if, if it's true, and I know that it is, and I don't just say it, don't do as I say, do as I do, I believe it because I was proven right. I was proven right that your body will heal when you create the right environment. So we're going to create a better environment for each of you today. It's going to be fun. Some of this information may challenge you. It may scare you. But I'm telling you, these are strategies that I've been using now for well over a decade. And I've been in the health and wellness industry now for over 20 years. Dr. Rob, over 25 years. We have a real system because I'm going to tell you, and I'll move on. But I remember when I first got to Spain, I was there by myself. My own mother didn't even know what was going on. I, I didn't tell her. I was so ashamed. I was so embarrassed. I felt like the biggest fraud. I was over there, and I was just like in such a depression. I was so depressed, throwing a pity party. And I remember God just like challenging me to break out of it, you know, because I just, our thoughts in our mind is very powerful. I agree. You, know, you can think yourself sick. You can think yourself healthy. Thoughts are more powerful than reality, right? And our mind is a liar. Can we just all agree? It's the slickest salesperson in the room because it knows exactly what to say to you to get you to cut the corner. It knows us. It knows us. So I remember laying in bed. I was depressed, just trying to come out of this thing. I get in my car, and I drive all the way down to the southern tip of Spain. It's a beautiful Kite surfing beach called Tarifa. Anybody ever heard of Tarifa? It's so famous. It's beautiful. You've got the mountains. I could literally see Morocco from the coast. I feel like I could take a rock and throw it and hit Morocco. Um, the water, I mean, just the people, it was so beautiful. And I remember just throwing my pity party and trying to break out of this. I remember hearing a, an audible voice. Ever, ever, anybody ever had a conversation with God where it's like we're talking right now? I've had a couple of those. This was one of those. And I remember God saying, this is really cute that you're walking around all depressed and you're admiring the mountains and the water and the rocks and Morocco and all this stuff. Yet I didn't make any of that stuff in my image. I made you. All right, I'm listening, God. 
He goes, you're not going to die. You're going to live. And you're going to tell of the works of the Lord. Doesn't get any more simple than that. <laughs> Let me get this straight. I'm not going to die. I got it. Good thing. You're going to live even better. And you're going to tell of the works of the Lord. So I wasn't over there to survive cancer. I was there because God had something bigger for me. He's got something bigger for you. You're best equipped to help the person that used to be. You are best equipped to help the person that you used to be. We all have a passion. We all have a story. We've all made mistakes. So we're going to completely turn this into a way for you to start seeing things differently, believing that you're designed to be healthy, and then really breaking through this mental nonsense, these disclaimers that you've put on yourself that are keeping you from getting to where God wants you to be, okay? Everybody still with me? All right. Don't make me, uh, don't make me get you to stand up. Oh, that was my second. I didn't give you all my second rule. Participation. You got to participate. If you don't participate, I'll make you stand up and start running in place. Don't make me do that. All right? So participation. It also gets us out of here quicker, too, when you participate, just, to, just so you know. All right, next slide, please. All right. <laughs> All right, does any of this stuff sound familiar to you? Oh, man, the social media, man, we're trying to get the right angles. Can't catch it. Next slide, please. Whew. By the way, this is a little hyperbolic. Who's ever said I've tried everything? Have you really tried everything? Or maybe everything you're trying is not working. And then if it's not working, what do you need to do? You need to do something different. Next slide. What about this? What does this sound like? A diet. We're going to talk about who's ever been on a diet. Keep your hand up. Whoever stopped the diet. Same hands are up. Next slide. <laughs> Who's tired of doing things that don't work? I am the type of person, I have no problem putting the work in. Anybody with me on that? I'm not do the best I can. I'm, I'm do whatever it takes. I would challenge you, if you do the best you can, do whatever it takes, you'll get a better result in life. All right? But... This right here is interesting because when you start thinking about this, there's a continuum where you look at results versus sacrifice. And when the sacrifice doesn't produce results, it's how we're wired. You're going to what? You're going to quit. doesn't make you a bad person. just means you were, I don't know, running north from Texarkana, Texas to get to California. You're not going to get there. Okay, next slide, please. All right. <laughs> who's, who's ever said this one? This is a disqualifier. Remember, a disqualifier is something you believe about yourself that isn't true, that's keeping you from getting what you want. Who's ever said, it's gotten harder as I've gotten older? By a show of hands, who's noticed that? Now, I'm going to tell you, at 48 years young, it's easier for me now to stay in elite shape than it was in my 20s. I'm going to show you how to do that, which usually it's the opposite. It gets, Cedric, is it harder? It shouldn't be. 
but I didn't understand certain things that I know now. We're going to show you. All right. So who knows somebody older than you that's healthier than you, on less medication than you, that's thinner than you? All right. Who knows somebody younger than you who would love to look exactly like you? So what does age really have to do with your health, with your weight? It really becomes an excuse. I'm great at those, by the way. I started an excuse company. It went belly up. Didn't make it. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear it. So if you're using age as a reason why you can't get healthier, lose weight, then you really believe the lie. It's not true. We've got, remember, whose DNA do we have? 80 to 120 years. That's already been proven. You can live elite level health. We're all going to die. I get it. Are you going to live? Are you going to live? What's the... We're great in America at keeping people breathing longer, right? They've got drugs and machines. You, you die longer and you live shorter, right? And what, do, what, do, what does our current mainstream doctors tell us? Well, you're just getting older. Well, doc, what can I do about that? What can I do about me getting older? Nothing. There's nothing you can do. So if there's nothing you can do, you are a victim. It's permanent. And why would you even try to change anything? Because if your age is your problem, then in your mind, you're like, why should I even try? So there's no time machine that I'm aware of. That's my next project. I'm working on it. Okay. So don't let age be an excuse. Let it be the reason why you commit now more than ever before. Because the next 20, 30, 40 years for you could be some of the best years of your life right? I I feel like I'm just getting started. And I I could, God forbid, I die today. But if I'm going to be here, I want to have my quality of life. I want to be back as the CEO of my own journey health-wise. I'm not turning my health over to an insurance company. I'm not turning it over to the government. I'm not turning it over to any doctor. The greatest doctor is already in me. It's already in you. Honor God with your body, right? All right. Next slide, please. Ooh, let's talk about genetics. I love this topic. Because I know the same people saying I'm getting older. You're saying what? It runs in my family. And the reality is nobody's running in your family. (laughs) Nobody's running in your family. (laughs) You're not not fooling anybody. (laughs) All right. It runs in your family, guys. Listen to me. Once again, you've got good genetics. The DNA is not your problem, all right, especially when it comes to your health. Are there 0.01% situations where it's a real genetic problem? Absolutely. That's not you. Quit acting like it is. It's not true. All right. Think about right now if one of your goals is to lose weight. What did you weigh in high school? Think about what you weighed in high school. I have a feeling you weighed less. Now, I'm curious because I'm thinking, well, how did your DNA change and you got different parents 20 years later (laughs) where you're overweight and you're not healthy 
and you're arthritic and you got brain fog, you got muscle fatigue, you got poor energy, you got no libido, you don't feel good, and you're sick, but you had the same genetics. You're not picking different parents. So what can you do about your genetics? The same thing you can do about your age, which is the answer is what? Absolutely nothing. So now you're back in the same spot you were in before. It's permanent. I'm a victim. You're blaming your grandparents why you can't put your cheesecake down. <laughs> your grandparents have got nothing to do with your choices. Would everybody agree? Okay. All right. So stop blaming everybody. Right? What, when you point somebody, what's the whole thing? You got the other fingers pointing at you? That's it. Take responsibility. And our doctors do this too. You're getting older, and it runs in your family. They focus on two things you can do nothing about. For me personally, I don't focus on that stuff. Why would I spend any time and energy on things I can do nothing about? Right? I'm going to get older. I got a great mom and dad who, who donated their DNA. You put two and two together on that, all right, and made me in God's image. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to honor God with my body, and I'm going to take responsibility, and I'm not going to blame something that I can't change. Everybody still with me here? So don't worry about what your genetics are. And listen... Genetically speaking, I remember going back to high school. I don't know, Cedric, if you remember, but I had a class of maybe like 130 people in my class. I remember there was about maybe eight to 10 people that were overweight, my, my students, my classmates, about eight to 10. And now you go to schools, what do we see? It's half. These kids are obese. This is the first generation of kids. They're saying, won't outlive the parents. If you're a parent here, they're saying you're going to bury your children. They're overweight, they're sick, they're inflamed, they're medicated. They're not thriving. And we already know that attack is straight from the enemy. It's better to tie a millstone around your neck than be thrown, in, thrown into the sea than to harm one child. So, but if we're going to amen that, kids don't do what you tell them to do. They watch what you do. Are you setting the tone for your family? I'll just leave it there. All right, next slide, please. All right, here's, here's, here's the big reason, I think. Is it confusing at all out there? Anybody confused? I mean, you read one thing, and then the next day it's changing, and then you watch this on TV, and then your doctor said this. It's, it's, it's a nightmare, and there's how many programs out there right now? You could Google a million of them for free. Who's tried half of them? <laughs> right, and this is why you're here, because we're going to make sense of this so you don't do well in life when there's confusion. You need clarity, you need certainty, because certain people with clear intention, point A to point B can happen very quickly for you. But when you're trying a little bit of this, I call it death by a la carte. A little bit of that, a little bit, oh, I think I had a little move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you start to move and you're everywhere and you end up at the end of the day, you haven't made any progress. Next slide, please. All right. Do you worry about this stuff, never getting back in those clothes again? Listen, it's okay to be vain and look your best. There's nothing wrong with that. Seriously. Um, a lot of you, because you don't look and feel your best, it affects you here because you're worried about if people will take you seriously with what you do for a living. It's, it's just real. It's true. You know, how, how well would this uh, sermon land if I'm 100 pounds overweight? Seriously. And what we're now seeing is our current medical system 
This is real. Over 50% of doctors are overweight or obese. And they said that 90% of them won't say a word to their patient if they weigh more than their patient because they're embarrassed. That's real. Okay. You got a whole closet full of clothes. You don't need to go shopping. You need to lose weight. And don't tell me black is slimming. You know what's slimming? The gym. That's what's slimming. <laughs> Anybody know Stefan Speaks? Anybody know Stefan Speaks? He's a friend of mine, and uh, I stole that from him, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the black isn't slimming. The gym is slimming. Who wants to get that sexy back? Looking for your best, your confidence. It's everything. Who wants to enjoy all the activities that you want to do? Because it's not about losing the weight. The weight's getting in the way of something that you value, right? So it's not about losing 20, 30 pounds. It's about what is that weight keeping you from doing? It's like, well, what do you, what do you tell yourself? I don't tell myself anything. I ask good questions. What's the risk to me and my family if I don't take responsibility for my health? Because it isn't just you. You're not putting a burden on everybody else. All right. Next slide, please. Anybody ever felt like this? It's lonely. You feel stuck. Nobody understands what you're going through. God does. He does. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. This isn't a coincidence. This is why I'm here. You're not alone. And if you don't want to know this, Pastor, I'm here for you, your church. Always will be. Anything you guys ever need. You don't ever have to spend a dime with me. I'm here to help you. Okay? Let's get you unstuck. Who wants to get unstuck? Say, I do. That's a, good, that's a good group. All right, next slide here. Next slide. We'll keep it moving here. I want to I get to uh, next slide. All right, let me take a second here. <clears throat> so I'm the oldest of, uh, of three, three boys, and uh, God blessed me with the two best youngest brothers I could have ever have wished for. I even got one of my older brothers, Jeff Calgill, here today. You are a brother. <laughs> Technically, though, I am the oldest. And uh, so this is Ryan. Ryan was the youngest. Uh, Russell there in that middle picture, he's giving the, the kiss on the cheek, being an agitator. And, uh, and I'm on the, on the right there. And Ryan in the middle, he, um, Ryan really began to struggle with his weight uh, after high school. So that's him with his, one of his dates, maybe to one of the dances there, Lauren. And then on the far left there, that's Ryan and myself um, just a few months before he died. Yeah. So can being overweight cost you your life? It can. If we're going to go down that road, it can. Ryan was probably 80 pounds overweight, uh, really began to struggle. And of course, I'm trying to help him. You know, I'm teaching him nutrition and exercise and supplementation and doing the things that I know to do. Yet when he was perfect, he'd get a little bit of a result. And then when he wasn't, it'd all come back. Ryan had a real metabolic problem. And all the diet food in the world wasn't going to fix that. Who, can, who knows what I'm talking about? It's frustrating, spending time, money, energy. So I say all that to say this. Ryan was the best guy I've ever known. I'm so thankful for his life. And he's doing really, really good. I dreamed about him the other night. He was really happy, really happy he's doing good. But Ryan is a big reason why I do what I do. This is how I got into weight loss, metabolic dysfunction, my own story, got the wheel spinning. It planted something in me to come back and do something to help people in a whole new way. And this is what I'm doing now. And God has blessed happy, healthy in our company. We're now global, helping people all over the world. How cool is that? 
So the lockdowns with COVID didn't quite work out like Satan thought it would. Because I went from a clinical company to now a virtual company and helping people all over the world. How cool was that? So and I don't know how I did it because I'm not that smart, but God just kept opening up doors, connecting me to people and helping us do something like this. So I could even come here and be able to help you guys. If you want help beyond today, we're going to make that possible for you. How cool is that? You don't have to knock on my door or show up at my clinic. I can help you right here in Texarkana, my hometown that I love and miss dearly. Okay, next slide. Thank you for letting me share that too, Mom. I told Mom I was going to share that before. Didn't want her to walk into a PowerPoint slide and, and see uh, her baby son that there, but he's doing, he's doing great. All right, we have good news. You don't have to be perfect on a diet, which is good because none of you are going to do well at that, and I won't either. If your plan's built on perfection, you're done. <laughs> you don't have to be perfect on a diet. You don't have to go to the gym hours a day. You don't have to have elite genetics. You don't have to be 14 years old to deserve to be at a good weight. All right, next slide, please. You got to make a shift. And this is where some of you, hopefully all of you, can start to make changes that you keep telling yourself you're going to make. And why haven't you made it? Something's missing. Because what you're saying isn't matching up with what you're doing. Now, some of you are working hard, and you are, you're at, you are working hard, right? And you're saying that you want to do something, and you're doing everything you can to do it, but what if you're doing the wrong thing, and you believe something that isn't true, and so you keep making the same mistakes? All right, shift. Next, next slide, please. Next slide, please. Shift number one. Who do you need to become? Who do you need to become to get the result that you're saying that you want? Next slide, please. Are you someone who's willing and open to make real change in your life and do something different. Because if you're not, nothing's going to change for you today. I could give you all the stats and data and science and before and afters and all this stuff. It won't work. Are you willing to do the hard work? Who's willing to do the hard work? Now, the good news is, once you know and understand real health, the work Although it's hard, you start getting the results, which will keep you motivated because motivation's here today, gone tomorrow. It's fleeting. It's evanescent. If your whole program's built off motivation, if mine was, heck, I'd never work out maybe once a month, okay? Next slide. What behavior do you need to change? Shift number two. Shift number one, who do you need to become? Shift number two, what behavior do you need to change? So what behaviors do you think you need to change? Some of you already know three things you should be doing right now, and you're not doing it. All right, let's talk about some of this. Behavior number one that you need to change. Everybody ready? Next slide, please. Stop dieting. Anybody ever looked at the word diet? What does the first three letters spell? <laughs> D-I-E. 
That is not diversity, equity, and inclusion. This is you die. <laughs> this is you die. All right. Who's ever felt like that on a diet? Anybody want to name some diets? I'm curious. What have you tried? Any? Keto? Yeah, very popular. Paleo? Atkins? Yep. There's a lot of them. Anybody ever done the wine diet? Well, we know the one alcoholic in the room. <laughs> we, we, we pray for you. We, we, would everybody let's come and let's, let's lay hands? <laughs> no, the wine diet, you drink wine with all your meals and you lose weight, but you lose your driver's license. That's the, okay, that's, a, that's not that good a joke. But. No, but all diets have one thing in common, actually two things. What's the one thing all diets have in common? Yes, reduction of calories. And for how long? For the rest of your life. Because if you cut calories and then you stop it, what happens? So that's the other thing all diets have in common is they work and then they do not. All right. How many diet programs do we have right now? Millions. How are we doing in America? Fattest country in the world. Not pH fat. Fattest country in the world. Just keeping it real. Over 70% of Americans are overweight and obese. We talked about the growth, the biggest sector of growth with obesity is in our children. Over 88% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy. Over 88%. So all the diet programs in the world clearly aren't even putting a dent. In fact, it's making it what? Yeah, because when you cut your calories, we're going to show you that completely wrecks your metabolic profile. Whoever, um, who saw the show, The Biggest Loser Competition? The eat less, move more strategy, right? Push away from the table and go exercise more. All right. So if you, if you saw that show, they, what'd they do to them? Put them on a what? Yes. By the way, who knows somebody that eats whatever they want and they don't gain any weight? Who wants to hurt that person really, really bad? Don't. don't. <laughs> Who's married to that person? It's even worse, right? <laughs> I saw that hand star. All right. <laughs> so, you know people that you can eat whatever they want and stay thin. Yet you know people, maybe even like you, who work really hard at it. You're counting every point, right? Everything you eat is like you're already second-guessing, did I make the wrong decision? The guilt, the shame, it consumes your life. It's very frustrating. can't imagine that's God's plan. But the point is they cut the calories, and then they also, we'll talk about this too, they exercise the heck out of them. They eat less, move more, and then they all lost weight. And then what happened when the show was done? Anybody know? This was played on a national television. I'm not making this up. 96% of them gained the weight back. And not just gained it back, they got more than they bargained for. So what they had found was that metabolically, they tested them before and after the program. Even six years later, they burned less calories than they did before starting the program. 
So think about now taking that and then extrapolating that out into millions and millions of people across our country who are doing diet and exercise programs. Well, it's no wonder we're all more sick, more overweight, more depressed, more medicated, and more pain, and not living our full potential. So if you've ever said anything like, you know, if I just had more willpower, stayed out of the bread tray, what do we know about willpower? It will let you down. Okay, so stop the guilt, right? It's not that you don't eat perfect enough. It's not. Because if that was true, then the people that ate bad should all be overweight, and the people that ate good should all be thin. And it's just not true. So ultimately, it's not your fault in that regard. Something else is going on, and we're going to get to that. Who would like to know how to never have to long-term diet again and live and be at your ideal weight? Yes. Very freeing, by the way. (laughs) All right, next slide here. So this is Dr. Rob's story. Um, Dr. Rob, who you saw in video, my best friend, uh, he is a brother as well, a business partner with Happy Healthy. This is what he was doing. And so, you know, I've known Dr. Rob for so long, I saw his struggle. And of course, I'm his best friend, you know, and I'm like, you know, never been above 10% body fat. And he's the kid that struggled all through his adult life. He had to be perfect. So these were some of the things that he tried, the ketos, the paleos, the protein bars and the shakes, no sugar exercising like crazy, all organic. You'd go to his pantry and open it up, and it looked like Whole Foods. Seriously. Yet he was 65 pounds overweight. He had had a back injury. He fell off a fence, injured his back, couldn't exercise, and just ballooned up quick, which is a symptom you have poor metabolic function if you have to exercise to manage your weight. Exercise is not for weight loss. It's not. Food, food is not for weight loss. Food and exercise are for your health. Should you eat right? You should. And it's not that hard. Apple, Snickers bar. You don't need a bunch of degrees like me to figure this out. It's really simple. Exercise, how hard is it? Get on a treadmill, go for a walk, go to the gym. I don't know, do anything you want to do. So those are for your health. If you're managing a weight condition with food and exercise, you're mismanaging the condition. It's not because you don't eat perfect enough. It's not because you don't exercise enough. Something is off. Something is wrong. So for Dr. Rob, we'll take that next slide. You'll see um, pretty cool. So we proved concept with him. So when I got back from Spain and Dr. Rob had gone over there with me to help pray for me, help take care of me, keep me adjusted chiropractically, um, when we got back, you know, all the things that I went through to restore my own health, we started thinking maybe there's a way to help people metabolically because everything is a metabolic condition. Name any condition at all. It's got a metabolic component to it. Name a condition. Metabolic condition. Metabolic condition. Metabolic condition. Everything's a metabolic condition. Our system isn't creating metabolic cures. They're not fixing your metabolism. They're not creating a whole new metabolic profile for you. You're, you're doing what? You've got a metabolic problem that can't be fixed by chemical solutions or like they call now oral therapy. It's interesting how we're changing all our vernacular and terminology. <laughs> oral therapy, taking drugs the rest of your life for conditions that aren't cured by a lack of chemicals. Guys, if you give drugs to a healthy person, what happens to them? 
They get sick. How's giving drugs to a sick person going to make them healthy? It's not possible. You can't poison people into health. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Listen, when I broke my leg in high school, I'm very thankful for that morphine. I'm thankful for those doctors and surgeons and nurses and all the care that I got to nurse me back to health. I'm not going back to that same system and turning my health over to them and saying, how do I stay healthy when their entire model is built off you being sick? So we proved concept with Dr. Rob, 65 pounds gone. Everybody round of applause for Dr. Rob. He's kept that off now for a very, very long time. Because Rob didn't have a food problem or an exercise problem. He had a metabolic problem that needed to be looked at and addressed. A lot of you, and you probably already know who thinks maybe there's something metabolically off. You go to doctor after doctor, blood works, tests. This is normal. That's not. You go to a dietitian. They're putting you on more diets. You go to the gym. By the way, it takes 3,500 calories burned to lose one pound of fat. That's a 34-mile walk. On your knees and hips and inflammation and energy, good luck with that, right? That's 10,000 steps per day for seven days. That's 70,000 steps to lose one pound. And that's assuming that you also were doing a seven-day fast because that's more calories. So as long as you're willing to never eat anything and exercise all day long, you should be fine. (laughs) Or get back in that time machine, right? So we had something here, right? It wasn't about curing cancer. It wasn't about treating conditions. It was about working with the greatest doctor on the inside, creating that environment where good things are more likely to happen. All we did was change his environment. Same healing power in Rob, same healing power in me, same healing power in you. Next slide. All right, it's a good friend of mine. Anybody know Dale Bigtree? If you know, you need to get to know this guy. He's a former producer of the show, The Doctors. Everybody heard of The Doctors? Uh, Dr. Phil, you know, everybody's heard of Dr. Phil. So he's, a, he's an Emmy award-winning producer, good friend of mine. And he, um, he left the industry because they were censoring what he could produce and talk about. So he wanted to do a whole show on vaccination, both sides, okay? So whatever you're at, it's not about this, but... Fair and balanced, right? Let's talk about both sides. Well, guess what the producers told him? You're not doing it. Because guess who funds all of the curriculum and all the production and the narrative? Big food, big pharma. All right? It's not binary. Either take the drug or you're going to die. That's how it works. So when, he, when they told him he couldn't do it, he's like, well, why do they not want me to go down that rabbit hole? So he called his wife and said, I'm committing career suicide. He left the system. He produced a movie called Vaxxed. Um, he has a show called The High Wire. Gets 7 million views a week. Informed consent, medical freedom. If you believe in those things, this is your guy. He's a leader. He's a fighter. It is my privilege and Dr. Rob's privilege. We were able to work with him and get almost 30 pounds off of Dale in a few short weeks. How cool is that? So here's what happened. God's always got a plan bigger than you think. (laughs) This is how we went global. He put us on his show. He doesn't put anybody on his show. But his audience kept asking, how does this man keep losing this weight? 
And he's connected to all the health experts in the world, leading doctors and scientists. And little old Randy Johns from Texarkana, Texas, and Rob Vasquez from San Antonio, Texas, take this man and turn his life around. So he put us on a show, and the entire company went global and blew up. Pretty, pretty incredible. To God be the glory. And Dale's life is a living example of this. So, and Dale's very skeptical. He's very science-based. His entire legal team vetted us very, very hard, um, and I'm glad that they did. But what's pretty amazing is that Dale got back the life that he thought he had lost, that he thought he would never have again, and it happened in five weeks. Who can do anything for five weeks? <laughs> Not six months. Five weeks, you can do anything if you're willing to do whatever it takes and you're being honest with yourself that you really want to do something about your current situation. So pretty cool. Great job with Dale. Isn't that transformation incredible? Yeah, so Dale's doing great. If you don't support the High Wire, go check it out. Great organization, nonprofit that we support huge with Dale and his group, and I'm so glad that he is happier. Plus, a lot of his congregation and his leadership now has come on board so I think they're going to be able to do more and more great things just like you guys are. All right, next slide, please. Here's what we taught Dale how to do. We taught Dale how to surf. Any surfers in the house? No? It's amazing how one letter can change the entire word. <laughs> Not S-U-R-F, S-E-R-F. Simply eat. Y'all say it with me. I know it's painful. I see. Simply eat real food. One of my superpowers is to take a lot of complicated stuff and make it very, very simple. This is what I do. One of my greatest values I bring to our company is simply eating real food. That's nothing that's, I mean, who already knows that's what you should be doing, but you're not doing it. So this is what we taught Dale to do. Now, we did it in a customized way because he went through our metabolic program. But just generally speaking for you guys, what is real food? What is it? Anybody know what real food is? Here's, here's my definition. Set it on the counter. And what I want you to do, I want you to walk away. For two weeks. Come right back. If it looks the same, it isn't food. It should look different. It should spoil. If it's refusing to deteriorate, <laughs> couldn't say that word, deteriorate, it's not your friend. It's not food. That protein bar, that protein shake powder, that prepackaged food and that pretty green label, all organic. When you go to the grocery store, you squeeze the apples, the avocados. You're not squeezing the box or the can, right? Real food will go bad. If it's not going bad, it's not food. I got a McDonald's cheeseburger and french fries in my clinic in Dallas. It's 14 years old. Looks exactly the same. Seriously. It's just hard like plastic. There's no stink, no mold, no bugs, nothing. Is that food? Guys, let me be very clear. The food industry is poisoning our country. They are poisoning the world. The chemicals, the sweeteners, the colorings, all this stuff is built for shelf life. It's not built for human consumption. 
So how do you think you can just eat fake food for 10, 20, 30, 40 years? Diabetes didn't happen out of nowhere. Cancer didn't jump on your back because you did everything right. Something changed. So you got to start eating real food. Who can commit to start eating real food? Protein, vegetables, fruit. This isn't sexy. It's not sexy, but it's real food nutrition. When you eat real food, and I have people ask me, well, how often should I eat it? Don't worry about that. That's a bad question. Because when you eat real food, it creates satiety. There's hormones and chemicals from the foods in your gut that trigger the brain to tell you to stop eating. But when you eat fake food that's processed, you don't get the signal. How'd you find room when you said you're stuffed to have dessert? <laughs> but God, the time your brain tells you that you're full, it's too late. All that processed food doesn't work the same. So eat when you're hungry and eat real food. That's all you have to do. Who could, is that simple? So go, when you leave here today, go home, open up your pantry, take a look. You got a lot of food. That's not food. Next slide. Here's the things you want to avoid. Processed sugar. I didn't say sugar. I said processed sugar. I don't know anybody overweight who's eating real food, and that includes fruit. It's not going to happen. You think God made fruit for a reason? What about raw honey? Woo! If you don't think God loves you, that right there ought to tell you. Okay. <laughs> now, some of you, you need to lose a weight. You're diabetic. You've got some other issues. You should probably, you know, not be knocking out 500 carbohydrates a day. What I'm saying is processed sugar is a drug. Flat out, it hits the brain. It's more addicted than crack cocaine. It's just facts. So if you're eating processed sugar, and the worst one of all is high fructose corn syrup. It is made in the lab. I heard genetically modified from somebody. It is literally chemically engineered from corn. There isn't any fructose in corn. So how are they making a corn product, and now it's got fructose? So it's chemically engineered to balance glucose and fructose. It is a flat-out metabolism endocrine disruptor. And it doesn't just trigger weight gain, it triggers insulin resistance. So, and it's in everything. So they talk about like Mexican Coke is the good Coke, not the, the, the beverage Coke. We say Coke out here, right? I don't know. I, I always said Coke and it could have been a, a, a Mountain Dew, drinking a Coke. Um, but Mexican Coke has sucrose, sugar, American soda has high fructose corn syrup, two different beverages. High fructose corn syrup, because it's made from resistant starch from corn, they can hide the amount of calories. So the can of soda may say 120 calories. It's actually about three, four, five hundred calories. And they don't have to disclose that. And what are, what's in everything we're feeding our kids? All the fast food, all the prepackaged food, it's all in there. So avoid it. It's a toxin. Who can start being more responsible with eliminating high fructose corn syrup? Didn't say eliminate. I didn't say eliminate fruit. 
How good is fruit, by the way? I love fruit. Me, me too. Got a big old ripe pineapple. Mom, we're going to eat that today, right? Okay. I love fruit. It's great. Stay away from processed fruit or processed sugar. Um, flour and grain. Okay. Flour and grain. If you start looking at obesity and you start looking at it in America, this trend didn't really happen until the agricultural industrial revolution. So now we're looking at 60, 70, 80, 100 years, and you can see this huge trend upward in obesity in our country. So when you start looking at flour and grain and corn and rice and cereal and bread and pasta, all these refined grains and flours not only spike up insulin and can lead to inflammatory conditions like diabetes, like heart disease, like stroke, like cancer, but what they also do, and this is, this is the worst part, this is the worst part, is when you put these foods in your body, they're blocking key minerals that you absorb. Things like, you've heard of phytic acid, phytic acid? It blocks mineral absorption. So you could eat a steak that's got all these great vitamins and minerals and have tortillas or black beans with it. It would bind up the zinc. It'd bind up um, all kinds of key minerals like potassium, sodium, magnesium. So we start looking at refined flour. It's at the heart of everything wrong with healthcare in America. And it's promoted to us to eat all these grains, whole grains, flours, and cereals and stay away from what? No fat, Okay. So you've got to eliminate refined grain. You've got to eliminate flour, refined sugar, right? No more of that stuff. You can have real sugar. You can have fruit. It's real food. That apple, walk away. Come back in two weeks. It'll look different. Everybody with me? That fruit will go bad. That tomato will go bad. That protein bar is not going bad. It's not going bad. No more refined flour. No more refined sugar. Artificial sweeteners also fall into this category. They're not innocuous, guys, and they're worse than real sugar. They are. The research has already been done. You hit the brain with the sensation that you're going to be getting something sweet, so you'll get an insulin response. Now, this is the key. It's not just blood sugar going up. It's what is the insulin doing in response to your blood sugar. Everybody know how this works? You eat, you eat a meal, blood sugar's going to go up. You get a postprandial insulin release which is fine. That's not going to help shuttle all the nutrients, stabilize the blood sugar, get it into the cell. There's nothing wrong with that. So if you start eating artificial sweeteners, you're going to start triggering insulin responses. Insulin resistance is caused by multiple insulin hits. So chewing that artificial sweetener in your gum makes you think you're eating and chewing and you're getting an insulin response. So you just ate and you didn't eat anything. Well, there's no calories. There's also no calories in being late on your mortgage. But that stress caused you to gain about five pounds. So hormonally, what is happening? Insulin, glucagon, leptin, cortisol, adrenaline, adiponectin. I can keep going. These are all the metabolic hormones. These are flat-out endocrine disruptors. They completely wreck your gut. Sucralose, aspartame, ACE-K, sweet and low. Those are not your friend. They're not causing you to lose weight. Think about it. How long have you been drinking diet sodas? How's it working? It's not working. It makes you hungrier. It makes you crave more food because the more insulin hits that you get, the more food that you crave. And you're not craving protein. You're going to be craving carbohydrate.
craving sugar. It's a neurological addiction. It's been created by the food industry. They want you hungry. They want you tired. They want you defeated. They want you sluggish. They want you on drugs because sluggish people that are unhealthy on medication are a lot easier to control. Just real talk. Not me. You don't mess with us, right? We're strong. We know who God says we are. We don't put crap food in our body. Why would we do that? The army of God doesn't eat processed sugar, refined grain and flour, and seed oil. Seed oil. This is the worst one of them all. If there's one thing that I could do, the worst possible thing you could put into your body, we just hit it. This is an oil none of our ancestors were ever exposed to. You have to have industrial equipment and chemicals like hexane to pull oil out of a sunflower seed and slap it into a bottle and call it a heart-healthy oil. Our ancestors could churn butter. They didn't need machinery, right? These are machinery oils, canola oil. Everybody heard of canola oil? You know what that is, right? Canola stands for Canadian oil. Canadian oil, C-A-N-O, low erucic acid. It's a chemical toxin destroys the heart. So they lower the erucic acid. Canola stands for Canadian oil, low erucic acid. It is chemically manufactured from cottonseed oil. This is a machinery, industrial oil. It's in everything. Not real food. It's not in an apple. It's not in a banana, right? But it, I can guarantee you it's in that, it's in that protein bar. I was, uh, mom, I'll tell you real quick. We were walking out. I saw a bag of chips over there in the pantry. And I picked up the bag and it was organic, organic tortilla chips. I flipped it over. I was like, I know they're lying. They are lying, liar, liar, liar. I know you're lying. That organic, you're trying to trick us. We're smarter than this. Flipped it over, looked at the ingredients, sunflower, safflower, and canola oil. It was organic, by the way, but organic almanure, still almanure. Are y'all with me? Don't let that branding fool you. So let me give you some of the, uh, the problems with seed oil and what it's doing here. We okay on time? Okay. Everybody, y'all get anything here? Are we learning? Can we eat real food? Can we surf? All right. Can we eliminate processed sugar, processed grain, eat real food? So here's some of the problems with seed oil. It lowers your metabolism. It physically lowers your metabolism. Here's why. All health happens at a cellular level. We're about 80 trillion cells, all animated by God's spirit. How cool is that? The health of your body is the health of your cells. What do cells need? They need oxygen. They need nutrients. They need water. Well, there's a, a phospholipid membrane of fat. It's a double-layer lipid membrane that allows things in and out of the cell. Well, seed oil accumulates and packs into your DNA. It packs into your mitochondria, into the cellular membranes, and it doesn't allow things in and out of the cell very easily. So your cells get plaqued, inflamed. So if you can't get oxygen into the cell, you can't get water into the cell, 
You can't get key nutrients in the cell. What happens to the cell? It gets sick and dies. What's cancer? What's all disease? It's abnormal cells that are malfunctioning. So seed oil accumulates. Here's the problem, too. It's got a 500-day half-life, which means that's a clearing rate of about three to five years. So once it gets into your body, it doesn't want to go anywhere. So all the more reason, first step, eliminate it. It makes you hungry. It makes you hungry. Anybody know why it makes you hungry? All right. Anybody heard of the uh, cannabinoid system of the body? Anybody heard of cannabis, weed, marijuana? You smoke it, you get the what? Who's going to admit it? Who's the, who's the other person? The alcoholic's there. We have, who's the weed smoker? In the... Allegedly, I've heard when you smoke weed, you get the munchies. True or true? It hits the cannabinoid system in your small intestine, right there in your duodenum, and it makes you hungry. As if you were smoking weed. You trigger the same hunger process eating seed oil. Think about that. So are these foods, foods, are they geared to nourish our body or to make us more hungry so we buy more of it and get sicker and take more drugs? Do y'all see the game? They're playing the game. You're getting played. I got played. It's okay to get played. We've all been played. Are you going to learn and make the change? Stop getting played. They're running the game on us. Anybody heard of a gastric bypass surgery? That's why it works. Because they reroute from your pyloric sphincter around the duodenum to the jejunum. Well, that's where your cannabinoid receptors are in your duodenum. See, so you reroute it, and instantaneously your hunger goes away and you start losing weight immediately. Now, long term, they've shown the body's smart. You just grow new receptors down into your jejunum, okay? And obviously, I'm not advocating that surgery. It could be life saving for some. That's the point. If you want to make an animal for like, if they're like going to run experimental trials on animals, guess how you make an animal a type 2 diabetic? You don't give them sugar. They don't give them sugar. What do they give them? Seed oil, corn oil, soy oil, peanut oil, canola oil. These are seed manufacturing industrial oils. Anybody ever had poison ivy before? Woo! I played golf with my mom yesterday. There was poison ivy everywhere. I was praying to the Lord, not wake up with it on my face. Like, here I am, poison ivy. <laughs> the same fatty acid profile found in poison ivy is the same fatty acid profile found in grain and seed oil. It's an autoimmune response. That's what poison ivy does. You get the autoimmune response, body attacks the skin. So if you've got autoimmune condition, this could be exacerbating your autoimmune condition. Things like Crohn's, right? Hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, vitiligo, loss of pigmentation in your skin. These are all autoimmune conditions triggered by seed oil. And this stuff just packs into your body, makes you sick, chronic inflammation, insulin resistance, liver disease, high triglycerides, macular degeneration. You will go blind on this stuff. Here's why. All that seed oil oxidizes, and it gets into the back of your macula of your eyes, where you got your rods and cones. And when the sun hits that oil, 
it oxidizes it, and it starts destroying the rods and the cones in your macula. God help us. Amen to that. God's saying, I want to help you. You got to start helping yourself. Right? Faith without works is dead. You could jump off a building and say, God, I don't want to die. God's like, I can save you, but you broke the law of gravity. And I created the universe. Laws of gravity, aerodynamics, laws of physics. There are laws of health. I'm, just, I'm not saying God can't heal you and we don't have to be perfect, but let's maybe think about, are we really praying that God heals us when we've already been healed? We've got to stop interfering. God needs no help healing anybody. He needs no interference. We don't need to be saved. He already came and did that for us. We don't need to be healed. He'd already healed us. Stop interfering and let the doctor in you do what it knows how to do. All right. I hope so. I hope so. All right. Obviously, prepackaged fake food, that's where all the seed oil, the high fructose corn syrup, all the artificial sweeteners, the flavorings, the binders, the fillers, this stuff is an endocrine disruption. It causes severe, massive weight gain. You don't find it in real food. You don't find it in protein. You don't find it in vegetables. And you don't find it in fruit. And you don't find it in raw honey. These are real foods you can eat and nourish your body that creates satiety. They're not going to cause weight gain. Next slide, please. Next slide. This was a study done, University of North Carolina. Any Carolina fans in the house? Good. I don't like them. So this study was a recent study. What they did is they took two groups of people, all things considered equal. There wasn't any user, like unhealthy user bias versus healthy user bias. And they put them, one group, on processed food diet, which would consist of what? Processed sugar, fake food, seed oil, refined grain and flour. They put the other group on real food, proteins, vegetables, and fruits. And guess what happened? You can see... Not only did the processed food group gain weight, they actually ate 500 more calories than the real food group ended up eating 500 less calories. There was a 1,000 calorie difference, and from a macronutrient standpoint, the macronutrients were the same, the proteins, the veggies, and the fruit, or the caloric load based off that. So you give one group fake food, you give one group real food, the other food not only gains weight, they get hungrier and they eat more food. Is this by intention or what? Come on, man. This is, this, this is real. It doesn't mean everybody in the industry is bad. It just means the people at the top, the elite people at the top who make these decisions, who are lobbying Congress, who are in our system, in our schools, infiltrating our families, this is going on. Get out of the system. I left the system in 1999. I'm not going back. I haven't had a single Advil in my body since 1999. Nothing. I'll never go back to that system. It did not serve me well, and I've seen how it's played out in my family. I had to leave the country to even get another option with getting well metabolically with cancer, right? How's that? That should not have to happen. There are cures for cancer, by the way. They're just not here in America. All right, next slide. All right, I want you to meet my friend, my friend Bryant. Bryant is the coolest guy ever. He runs a golf club in Frisco, Texas. And he had seen us on Good Morning Texas. We, we do a weekly live show there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And he saw us on there, came in, you know, what do I have to lose? And he had gone to three different back surgeons seeking surgery because nothing was working for him. All right. He walks in. We have a real talk. We have a little coming to Jesus meeting, right? Like we're having right now. 
And he goes, I said, what's the main reason you want to lose this weight? He goes, man, I just I want to get 50 pounds off. I want, to, I want to look and feel better. I was like, not good enough. Why do you want to lose the weight? Well, I don't know. I like, uh, I like how I look in my golf polo and my, I'm on, you know, I'm on the golf course all the time and all the clients and I don't think they take me seriously. Not, not good enough. Why do you want to lose the weight? He goes, I, uh, I got a wife. I'm like, all right, we're getting somewhere. What else? Well, we have a daughter. I said, are they overweight? He goes, they are. He goes, and I lead my home, and I know if I decide to lead my home, lose this weight, my prayer is they'll come along with me. And they'll watch what I do and stop listening to what I say. Okay. Well, pretty cool. Look at this. Bryant lost over 50 pounds in about three months on our program. How cool is that? All the back pain, all the back pain completely gone. Here's one of the reasons why, if you don't know this. Anybody ever heard of visceral fat? It's deadly. It's the fat packs around your abdomen, around your liver, your heart. Skinny people can have it. It's a real metabolic condition. And it increases risk for heart attack and stroke. Like, I don't even know what the number would be. Very much, it's way high. What it also does is visceral fat will... It's called intramuscular deposition. It integrates itself into your paraspinal muscles. These are all the muscles around your spine for posture. It'll bake itself into the intramusculature of your paraspinal muscles, and it causes severe inflammation. Well, how many back surgeries are you going to have to have to fix that? You're still going to be in pain. As a chiropractor, I could adjust this person all day long. I can optimize health adaptation. You're not getting out of pain. You've got visceral fat that have worked their way into your paraspinal muscles. So with Bryant, we were able to normalize his visceral fat, the fat around his abdomen. Obviously, it started to burn out of the paraspinal cavity. So amazing result with this guy. And uh, I don't know, just Bryant, Bryant's a pretty amazing guy. And I think his story is really inspiring because he didn't just do it for him. He did it for his family, which was the real leverage that he needed. What is your leverage? What is your why? You need to go four or five layers deep. It's not just about losing weight. It's not about getting in smaller clothes. It's not about being more confident. If you lose your health, how many people depend on you? And as the body of Christ, he can use anybody. He's proven it. But man, what could he do? Sometimes you can't tell the difference between the church and the unchurched. We're just as sick, just as depressed, just as overweight. We should be the happiest, healthiest people in our communities. If you want to make Christ attractive, let them see it first. Let them see it. All right, next slide. Here's the key. It's not what you eat. You should eat, right? It's not how much you exercise. You should do that. That's for your health. It's not your genetics. It's not your age. It's your what? It's your metabolism. Your metabolism controls what you weigh. It controls what I weigh. It controls what everybody weighs. If it's healthy, you burn calories. It's very easy to manage your weight. If it's unhealthy, you don't burn the calories. And here's the worst part. You store calories as body fat. If you have high body fat, fat around your abdomen, love handles, hips, thighs, arms, back, swelling in the face, you literally have a poor metabolic rate that's never going to be corrected with a bunch of drugs. I'm just telling you right now. 
you have to lay the metabolic foundation first. Anybody ever built a home on sand? How does that work? Very costly, by the way, very expensive. You build the house on what? The word says you build it on the rock, the solid foundation. If you haven't built your foundation correctly, you keep stacking on top of a poor foundation, you're just spending a lot more time, a lot more money. You're on a hamster wheel getting nowhere. You've got to lay the foundation metabolically. And if you lay the metabolic foundation, everything else can begin to change for you, even sexual hormones, testosterone, estrogen. A lot of times we go to doctors, they just give us all these sex hormones and never even address your metabolic profile. It's crazy. All right, next slide, please. All right, where are you? Well, you're at Christ Nation. Everybody get their metabolism sheet. Bring it out. Where are you? Sometimes data is very valuable. Okay, if you did not get one of these, we'll make sure you get one. All right, what this is, this gives you an idea of where you rank metabolically. Because for some of you, you're going to walk out here today, you're going to make some of these changes, you're going to see some real, it won't take long, you're going to see some incredible changes with your health, how you feel, how you sleep, your inflammation, you're going to start to lose some weight. Some of you, however, you need to fix your metabolism. You got to lay that foundation. Stop putting better food and cutting out seed oil into a house built on sand. You need to get the metabolic foundation correct. So if you look at the scoring here, if you're over 10, somebody need to call 911. Resuscitate immediately. If you're 5 to 10, a little slow. Y'all like my little tortoise image? It's slow. If you're under 5, you're a rock star. You're a rock star. Rock star metabolism. Before you get too excited about that, that doesn't mean you're healthy. It just means you're skinny. <laughs> skinny people get cancer. Skinny people drop dead heart attacks. But the point is, obesity doesn't need to be another factor in your life. Metabolically speaking, if you are over, over five, you need to start making some changes, but you're going to need some help. And you're going to need to work with people who know how to help you fix this, right? If you value anything in your life, whatever that may be, you don't just hire anybody, <laughs> I was listening to a, a podcast. Anybody heard of Ed Milet? It's a podcast I listened to. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> they had a Master P. Anybody own Master P, going back old school? They had him on the podcast, and he was talking. They asked him a question about integrity and, and doing what you say you're going to do. And he goes, yeah. He goes, that's like hiring an overweight personal trainer to get me and my son into great shape. We don't do it, right? It's true. It's true. You, you, you're going to have to work with somebody who knows what they're doing. You hire a professional, right? You don't just pick anybody. You hire somebody who's been there and done that. Remember, I'm most equipped to help people because I've been where they were. I'm your future if you want it to be. I know what it takes to get where you can get and get there very quickly with clarity 
zero confusion, and great results. All right? So if you scored over a five, next slide, please. You need to do what Megan did. Megan came to us, one of our clinics before the lockdowns when we, were, we had clinics in California. Um, she'd been diagnosed with a hormone imbalance at a very early age. And of course, they put her on what? what do you, what's the answer always? Medication, 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 oral therapy, drugs, hormones, shots, synthetics. Nothing worked. Blew up her, uh, her self-confidence, destroyed, gained massive amounts of weight. Um, she was trying to lose weight on a bad metabolism. Not fun. It is pushing a boulder uphill. Who's ever felt like that? And you get stuck. And then what's that Greek uh, mythical character? What's uh, Sisyphus or something where he has to eternally push the boulder uphill and it falls back on top of him for the rest of eternity? That's what it feels like. So Megan got her confidence back. She lost 60 pounds to the Happy Healthy Thin Custom Program. So to fix your metabolism, you need a custom approach. Because not everybody loses weight the same and not everybody's metabolically the same. Would everybody agree? Yes or yes? Yeah, so if you're struggling, you don't want spaghetti on the wall. That's what a diet is. Works for some, doesn't work for others. Put 10 people on a keto diet, three gain, three lose, foresee no results. And then it all comes back anyway. So you have to get down to a cellular level, find out where the disruption's happening for you. There's disruption patterns we can identify to help you get there. So Megan had a disruption pattern. She had an ovarian disruption pattern. We identified it created the real food sequencing with custom products to help support her metabolism. Pretty impressive. Great job, Megan. Everybody give Megan a round of applause. Next slide. Ah, this is Gina. Gina is a lightning bolt. <laughs> uh, so Gina came to us super frustrated, and her just real talk was all about her confidence. She, didn't, she had lost that confidence that she walks around with because she's this energetic, magnetic person. You can even see from her. I mean, look at that smile. That's that smile. I'm killed to have that smile. Um, but she got her sexy back. She got that confidence back. She got her youth back. 25 pounds in five weeks, ladies. 25 pounds in five weeks. Can you imagine losing 25 pounds in five weeks? Our average weight loss with our program is 22 pounds for a female in five weeks. Men, you're getting 35 if you need to lose it. Now, men get more. They have more muscle. It's a physiological component. It's not because God loves men more. He clearly does not. That's why women, y'all have bigger brains, and we have more muscle. All right. Next slide. This is Mike. Mike flew in from West Palm Beach to our Dallas clinic. We met him at a conference, and he was doing all the celebrity-endorsed programs, which are always the what? The pre-packaged fake nonsense, like the Nutrisystems of the world. Like, I saw their commercial the other day, and they said, you know, money-back guarantee, and I was like, well, I know that's not true. <laughs> So I read the small print and it said, if you return the food, the fake food, within 14 days, you can have your money back. I'm like, ah, that's an FTC violation? We'll let it go. All right. I've been vetted by the FTC, so I know. And I passed. Um, Attorney General, they don't, they don't play around. So pretty cool for Mike. All he needed to do was just fix his metabolism. And it happened so quick for this guy. Literally within weeks, guys, dropping pounds and pounds of body fat. It's not about losing weight. It's about losing body fat. A healthy metabolic profile will help you do that. Next slide. All right. I talked about this. You're going to have to go deeper than just wanting to lose weight. Do we need to add another 30, 40, 50 pounds to create the pain necessary for you to finally do something? All right. 
Stop losing weeks, months, and years of your life when you don't have to, when the answer isn't that hard. Right? Who's felt like you've lost years? And it's, just, and it's not because you're not trying the money, the time, the energy. So you got to have to go deep. Why do you want to lose the weight? Who wants to do this with me? Anybody want to do this with me? Come up on stage. Oh, then everybody's like, no. <laughs> I would challenge you to do this with yourself. Why do you want to lose this weight? What's it affecting? What's the risk if you don't do it? Stop, stop asking, what did you tell yourself? Start asking, what happens if I don't? What does this look like in 3, 5, 10, 15, 20 years? What quality of life do you want to have? Do you think it just magically sorts itself out? You know, and don't let any disqualifiers keep you from moving forward. Who's ever done a program before? You spent a lot of time and money, and maybe it didn't work. Anybody? None of you? Yeah. And so because of that, maybe you're like, well, that's, that's stunk. That was a bad decision. Don't let it keep getting you. It got you once, but if you keep letting it keep you from moving forward, you keep letting it get you again, get you again, and get you again. That past relationship, don't let it keep getting you, right? It got you. You learned something. Quit letting it have power over you. Nothing in your past, which is, this is the disclaimer thing I'm talking about, has nothing to do with what you can decide to do right now moving forward. Has nothing to do with it. Anything that you believe is not coming from the right source. It's coming from the source that wants you sick, that wants you docile, wants you not taking action, wants you to ignore everything I'm saying, all right? So you can take the action. You can do it. Here's what we're going to do for you guys. Next slide, please. And we're, we're finished right now. And I'm going to stay around for Q&A. If you want to ask questions, I'm here to help you. I'm here for you as long as you need me. I told Pastor Iron that. The distance between who I am and who I want to be is only separated by what I do. To change my body, I first must change my mind. Change it. Think differently. Stop that stinking thinking. Last slide. So here's what we're going to do for you guys. Now, hopefully, y'all are going to want, want this. It's going to be a free class we're going to do for you guys. Some of you want to take the next step. Some of you guys want to dive deep. Some of you want our customized program. You want access to Happy Healthy. You want to heal your metabolism. You're tired of feeling this way. You know you need help. You know you're ready. You're ready to put the time, money in. You're ready to put the work in to fix this problem. We got a master class Tuesday night. We're going to go live. This is exclusively for your church, your congregation, and anybody else who's going to come in from live streaming where, maybe all over the world, I don't know. And what we're going to do is we're going to show you and lay out exactly what it takes to fix your specific metabolism and how to work with Happy Healthy Thin. We're going to offer an incredible uh, price as well for our program for you guys if you want to do it. The program or the masterclass is free, but we've got to walk you through some real specific things to make sure you know exactly how we do it. And at that point, you'll know exactly what it takes to move forward with us. We'll get you onboarded and take great care of you. Um, so that happens live. And then don't worry if you can't make it live, uh, it's recorded. And when you register for the masterclass, it will be emailed to you. So you'll have it to watch whenever you want. So it'll go live Tuesday night. It'll be recorded. It goes right to your email. You can watch it over the next, I think we'll probably have that open for probably 48 to 72 hours. We'll keep the cart open. And anybody wanting to come on board and work directly with Happy Healthy Thin, we're going to make that available to you 
and do it uh, in a way that I think is going to make a lot of sense. If you'll go to, the, yeah, you've got the QR code. That'll, that's the quickest way to do it. And um, anyway, guys, if you, if you heard anything I said today, whether you work with us or you don't work with us, just, just know God loves you so much. He made you to be healthy. He made you to be happy. And that this is why I'm here, because I love you guys, not the way Christ loves you, but I love you and I want to help you have the best life possible. I mean it when I say I'm committed to your church. Whatever we can do to support you guys, I love you guys. Thank you very much. Hope to be back soon. Doc, stay up here for just a moment. Stay up on this platform okay. waiting for just a moment. Um, you guys can then grab his things if he, if he needs to clear it. Uh, yeah. Listen, my goodness. Um, because of the time, I'm not going to. Do you have any questions? Because we might have to just do this old school. We were going to do it on the, on the uh, screens and do it through the technology. You did have a question, dear. Grab, grab a mic for her and, and let's, um, you got one? Yeah. Hi, thank you so much. God bless you. This is so awesome. Um, <laughs> Y'all can have wanna... a seat. You don't have to stand there. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Or my stands here. I love it. Okay, so we talked about flour. Yeah. So is there, and you talked about refined flour. Yeah. So when you talk about refined flour, when we go to the store, yeah. we see bleached and unbleached. Yes. Is it the same, or what is the difference between the two? Yeah, so, and great question. And am I saying never have flour again? If you need to get metabolically well, you need to start eliminating certain things to get you to an ideal weight, get yourself out of inflammation. But there's a lot of problems with flour is there's a lot of anti-nutrients like things that are people who are gluten-sensitive, prolamines, lectins, hemagglutinins, phytic acid. These all bind minerals, inhibit protein absorption. They really can have wreak havoc on the gut, and they raise insulin. So there's really not a good need or a necessary need to use flour and grain. Even if it's unprocessed, at the end of the day, it's still breaking down, it's still turning to glucose, and there's still a lot of anti-nutrients found in flour. Along with that fatty acid profile, it is a seed. Grain is a seed. So all the nut and seed oils we're wanting to eliminate, that's right at the heart of it. So I would say for best results and for best uh, practices, there's a lot of other foods you can eat that are so healthy, full of incredible nutrition um, versus being addicted. Because that's really more of a sugar type of an addiction. A lot of you guys, you're craving sugar and grain and flour because you're a sugar burner and you store fat. A healthy metabolism can burn fat whenever it needs to. It's called metabolic flexibility. You can go in and out of fat burning whenever you want to. You don't have to be on a keto diet. You can have carbs. You can have honey. You can have fruit. The fact you'd never have a carbohydrate again to be at a good weight is insane. It's not scientifically sound. And if you've ever done that program, the weight comes back quick. So not a, not a good health outcome. Plus, you'll create physiological insulin resistance, where it's not a pathological resistance like diabetes, but now your muscles and your liver no longer take up glucose because they're sparing it for the brain. So cutting on all your carbohydrates isn't necessarily this really end-all, be-all solution, but that's one I would want to eliminate, replace it with more real foods. Wow. Yeah. Thank oh, you for asking so that. so good. So, so good. Wait. Um, best oil. You got one. Best oil. Yeah, we didn't talk about if we're going to eliminate, what do we replace with? So these are the superfood fats right here. Number one is butter, all rendered animal fat, all of it. My poor great-grandmother is tragic. Um, she died at 100 years old cooking everything in pig lard on no medication. Come on now. 
had a hog farm, had a garden, cooked everything in pig lard. The point is, what nourished our ancestors wasn't seed oil. It was rendered animal fats, short-chain fats, all the long-chain fatty acids, like stearic acid that you get in animal fats. So tallow, lard, all those animal fats are great. Butter, coconut oil is also a non-animal fat that is a saturated fat that will work for cooking. So coconut oil is my least favorite, but it will definitely work. Butter, ghee, animal fats. And then we have a product called SCT oil. If you've ever heard of SCT oil, you've heard of maybe MCT oil. It's a medium-chain triglyceride. We brought a product to market over five years ago called short-chain triglycerides. They're full of butyric acid, which is healing for the gut, the colon, and the bowel. And it's like a gateway with the brain getting nutrition and then turning it into actual usable energy. So that's a great fat to cook in as well, SCT oil. But those are all the best fats by far. Avocados are fine. Stop using avocado oil. Most avocado oils are cut with seed oil. They don't have to uh, reveal that. Olive oil, if it's $8, there's a reason. Quality, high-grade olive oil, low in linoleic acid is going to probably cost you 30, 40 bucks for a bottle. It's not that cost-effective. And there's way too much seed oil or linoleic acid for my taste. When I say linoleic acid, that's that omega-6 saturated fatty acid that's very unstable that's found in seed oil. So I try to keep my linoleic acid under 5%. I think olive oil is around 30% linoleic acid. Wow. Man, that is awesome, brother. Quick, quickly. Yes, sir. Quick question. Uh, is these Coke Zeros and Sprite Zeros healthy for the kids? You know, no, because I would imagine they're loaded with artificial sweeteners, right? And here's the problem. There's a new study that came out when you combined artificial sweeteners with regular sugar. That combination was more lethal than those in isolation. So too much sugar can be dangerous. Artificial sweeteners can be dangerous. When you combine them, you have a bigger insulin hit and causes more weight gain and more uh, increase in triglycerides. So I would say if you want something sweet, have a piece of fruit, get some sparkling water, you know, have some raw honey. Stop trying to trick God in the body, right? Because you can't trick him. (laughs) We got one more here in the middle. Um, I want to ask about energy drinks. My kids are begging all the time for them, and I try to tell them myself that they're really bad. Yeah. They don't listen to me, so. Yeah. Well, once again, goes back to, I know you're going to walk in here today, and you're going to make some changes they're going to see, right? Because they're going to say, okay, mom's making changes. We can do this as a family. But the energy drinks, they're garbage. They're loaded with artificial sweeteners and things that stress out the endocrine system, wreck the adrenals, raise cortisol. And they don't really give you energy. They trick your body into getting energy. So it's more of that hit that you get, but then you get the crash, which is not any good. So I've never been a fan of those. I really never, of all the medical or the the metabolic mistakes that I made, and I made a lot of them, which led me into getting sick with cancer, that's one of the ones I just kind of stayed away from. So clearly not, um, you know, give give your kids real, real food nutrition, let them, have, let them have fruit. Let them have orange juice without high fructose corn syrup in it. Let them have raw honey. Let them eat real food, and they're going to be fine. And you still get that sweetness that's going to nourish the body that's not devoid of all nutrition and nutrients. Man, that is so good. Was there one more? I'm going to take one more. Get, he, he beat you, dear. I'll get to you. I'm going to get to you, okay? But you're going to be my last one. Go ahead. I just want to ask, if you don't want to lose weight, mm-hmm. but you just want to make sure you healthy. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, interested in. I don't know if you have something yeah, for sure. to speak to that. Yeah, great. So the question was, if you don't want to lose weight, 
Because this is something that can help me just to be healthier, metabolically stronger, have less inflammation, more energy, sleep better, all the things that you want in a healthy metabolism. Absolutely. So our system isn't designed to force weight loss. So keep that in mind. We're not forcing weight loss. We're creating the environment where good things are more likely to happen. When you get fat adapted, you get insulin sensitive, you reduce inflammation, you get that metabolic flexibility back, and then we're able to create what's called a thermostat. It's basically your hypothalamic weight set point where now your body has you at a new level of health, and we give you a trigger to help keep you there for the rest of your life. Um, but just going through the, the free information that we gave today can already start to make big, big changes. It's kind of the prep work. If you wanted to come and work directly with Happy Healthy after we go through everything uh, on Tuesday night. But yeah, great question. You know, obviously I follow a lot of our protocols as well. I'm definitely not trying to lose weight uh, for sure. <laughs> I got nothing left to lose at this point. Um, but I love knowing I'm in complete control of my metabolism. My weight set points at 162. And it doesn't matter what I, really what I do. It's easy and fun to stay here. And it's not what I had to do back in my 20s, which is live in the gym and starve myself. It's completely different. But, you know, I was pretty hard-headed at 20. Still hard-headed now. I've learned a lot more. Once you understand metabolism, game changer. Yeah. When you're talking about um, the whole foods, what about the meats? Chicken, fish. Yeah. All those are great. Ground beef, all that. All of it, yes. Beef, I love ruminant animals. They're the most nutrient-dense meats. So things like cattle, uh, lamb, goat, sheep, they're all ruminants. Bison, buffalo, ruminant animals take, you know, they've got multiple stomachs. Humans do not. So they can eat all the plants and the grass, ruminate it, regurgitate it, chew it again, go back through their system to pull all the nutrients from vegetables and grass and put it into the meat and into the fats. That's why I love ruminant animals versus monogastric animals like chicken and turkey. If you're going to do chicken and turkey, make sure that they're clean. They've been raised in pasture because linoleic acid, they're fed all that corn and soy, and it integrates itself into the tissue of a monogastric animal. Cows are different. So beef is a superfood. Um, do not, anybody who tells you eating meat is giving you heart disease is lying to you. They are. There, there isn't, there's no science to support that notion. There, there just isn't. Um, organ meats are great too. I like to do a beef heart, beef tallow. Um, I like beef liver. Um, just because organ meats are, if there ever was a superfood, it's got to be beef liver. Grass-fed beef liver, pound for pound. Kale is not a superfood, guys. It's a garnish. To garnish. Pizza Hut was the number one consumer buyer of, of kale back in 19, was it 1993, 98? Because they put it around. Remember, the, you go to the buffet, have the kale around the garnish? Well, they bought it all. And then all of a sudden, somebody decided it was a superfood. Kale pulls thallium, which is a heavy metal from the soil. It gets into the leaf of the kale. And organic seems to be the worst. So if you're going to eat vegetables, you better be smart about it. You got to know how to prepare them, cook them, peel them, de-seed them. There's a lot of anti-nutrients. There's no anti-nutrients in meat. There's no anti-nutrients in ripe fruit. So, Because of the time, we're going to have to, I want to take one more question. Yeah. She had one. Did somebody else have a, did, did you have one, Miss Forbeck? You're asking for the girls? Okay, yeah, that's, that's, you're, you're okay, sweetheart. He's coming to you right now. So we're going to take this last question. Has this not been life-changing or what? 
The little girl's over here too embarrassed to ask, so I told him I would. Um, one wants to know about coffee, and the other one wants to know about pre-workout. Yeah, so um, coffee, listen, there's a lot of research out there. There's more positive research than negative. Some people don't break down caffeine that well, and you probably know who you are. Um, versus me, I can have a cup of coffee and go right to bed and sleep all night, no problems. So, however, coffee is probably the world's number one source of antioxidants. So coffee's great, obviously. However, that doesn't mean pre-ground Folgers. That doesn't mean, you know, non-organic, non-fair traded, because coffee can, can contain mycotoxins, all right, which can be very disruptive to the gut and to the immune system. So make sure you're getting fair trade quality for best results. Uh, don't pre-grind it by whole bean. Grind it fresh. Um, so that's a good thing. And then the other question was, oh, pre-workout. Yeah, I, I like to do pre-workout. Um, I just like to use, I like to be in a fasted state. So I've got hormones that are optimized. In a fasted state, your sex hormones and growth hormone are very elevated. And because of that, muscle in the presence of growth hormone and testosterone get way more results than muscles in the presence of insulin. And there's nobody in here probably needs to be working out to get big. You should stop growing past 18. Are you playing college football? Are you a competitive athlete? Probably not. So there's no reason to be growing past 18. So I like fasted workouts because now we're really conditioning the body to get great at burning fat versus burning sugar. Wow. Well, would you guys give Dr. Randy Johns the greatest big, I love you, God bless you, thank you, my goodness. Thanks for listening to the Happy Healthy Life Podcast. If you enjoy the show, make sure to follow them on Instagram at the H2 Life or on YouTube and Facebook at the Happy Healthy Guys. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.